Welcome back to the Razor Rally Podcast, guys. You're here with your host, Sneaky T, your co-host, Chris Yao, and our guest for tonight, Mr. Davis Nix. Davis, thanks so much for being here with us, man. Thanks for having me, y'all. Appreciate it. So unlike our regular podcast where I'm doing a lot of the talking, I'm actually going to be letting Chris and Davis do a lot of the talking because they are longtime friends and go way back, both to their Alabama roots. So get to enjoy their... Uh, their knowledge of each other and uh, kind of go from there. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's super cool getting to do this with a, somebody I really enjoy and get to hang out with uh, buddies of mine. You know, Davis, we you know, this is one of those things where you know it, it's so it's so cool to be able to to be in Nashville and and hang out with with all of your friends and whatnot. But tell us what's been going on. You just fi- you just recently moved to Nashville. Yeah, my. Uh... Second time around, if you will. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I went to college up here, Middle Tennessee State. Um, someone else can do that math. I'm 31 now. So, um, and yeah, it's it's my second time around, but this is like kind of the um, the one that, that counts, that matters, if you will, you know. Right. So. You know, it, it's really cool because, you know, Nashville is, is becoming the it town and we get a chance to be here and and see all you know see the the growth of all of our friends and whatnot so because of that you you know you've got a new record you've got uh a lot you know doing some recording with with our friends the wilson brothers and all kinds of really cool stuff going on right now but you know just kind of tell us you know in a nutshell what's uh what's going on with davis um a lot of songwriting a lot of writing by myself um and mixing this new record um of songs that we've already released six of them plus a single lately but uh getting ready for the release of 2019 doing a lot of booking for 2019 trying to get on some cool shows um and really just trying to stay focused on this next half part of the record if you will right you know that when we talk about uh you know this particular ep it's not the whole thing because you do have a second part and it is coming out here soon. So that's kind of right. unique. Not a lot of people are doing the two parts. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. We did that ultimately because of, uh, money. <laughs> that's, that's what, I, I mean, that, that's natural, yeah. right? Yeah. I didn't have all the money to do the whole thing. It was a lot of, uh, saving up and planning uh, around that. So, um, yeah, it had a lot to do with that, which ultimately is a lot of your decision-making, but it's still really yeah. cool because it's, it, it gives you two chances to release, you know, really one record. Right. Right. So we saw a recent post about uh, you recording that track, your newest release, and one single set. So tell us about Making My Living This Way and that you recorded with the Olsen Brothers and uh, how that came to be. So uh wrote that with Kyle Wilson and Chad Wilson, uh, the Wilson Brothers band. And they, we love, by <clears throat> the way. Yeah. Big fans. Yeah. Uh, Chad was actually just here, um, dropped by the house to uh, grab a guitar. But um, we wrote that, I guess, shoot, I don't know, to be fair, back in January, February of this year, maybe. I don't know. But this was back in April when I was in the studio at Welcome to 1979. And um, the band that I had was packing up, and uh, the techs were packing up all the mics and everything and putting them back in place. And... That was it. We were done um, tracking what we were gonna 
what y'all been hearing lately, right? What we've been putting out. And uh, Kyle and Chad, and uh, we're still there at the studio hanging out. And uh, I went to, I told Chris Mora, or I asked Chris Mora, I said, hey, man, can we keep one mic up downstairs, one condenser up? Um, the band's gone. The techs are still packing up, but can we put up one, just keep, leave one mic up. And Kyle, go grab an acoustic. Uh, I'll grab an acoustic and um, Chad grab a shaker or something and we'll get around that one mic. We went outside. He said, yeah. So we went outside, um, went over the harmonies or vocals real quick of what we're going to do, like maybe once. Walked in. There might have been some vodka in the... In the <laughs> of course there is, right? You know, there might have been some cold beer. And we went in, man. And uh, I think, um, I mean, we did it. And uh, sang around that one mic and uh, got it done and... It was kind of one of those things. It was like, this is cool. We're not going to try to like, we could probably sing quote unquote better or probably hit some spots better. But it was like, nah, that was awesome. We loved it. This is about, this is making records for us. We hope it translates to the, like this fun thing. Right. You know, and like, it's a fun little song. It's about. Um, there, there are a lot of. Uh, Brent Cobb, Brent Cobb Adam, Adam, Hood, Adam Hood, Sonia song? Lee. Yeah. Guy Clark. Right. A lot, um, a lot of, uh, of your influences actually you know song titles in the in the song yeah so we call that uh something that um at least i used to say i don't know if chad and kyle ever did but um uh when we'd be playing floor bama or a bar gig you know it'd be uh we have to entertain for three or four hours right um my name's you know like my name's davis nix i play songs written by my friends by my heroes and a mixture of both, you know, or songs <laughs> that my heroes wrote, songs that my friends wrote, or songs that I wrote. And here we go. And uh, it's the truth, man, because, I mean, there's so many um, great songs out there. And so many times when you go hear a cover artist, um, they're playing the same old songs. And it's like, man, that, that just always drove me crazy every time. And it was like, there's so many other great songs out there. Right. And it's if the it's same hundred songs you hear on Broadway. Like, you know, when you come downtown and you hear, you go to 15 bars and hear the same hundred songs. Yeah. And it's not just Broadway, right? It's, it's, it's our hometown country, bars. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, which I mean, I used to do that when I did like the Greek scene. Of course. Know, and run around. But um, I just felt like it was my job to quote unquote spread the gospel. Right. Of stuff that I believe in, that I'm passionate about, you know, and especially if I'm going to be up there for three or four freaking hours, I'm going to play songs that I enjoy. I'm at least going to enjoy this. That's right. You know, if nobody else likes it. I'm going right. to like it. Right. And hopefully that passion translates to them of being like, oh, cool. We don't know the song, but he's singing it like with passion or whatever. So a lot of it was that uh, of just putting our buddy songs in there and uh, like Sonya Lee or a uh, hero, Guy Clark. Um, or Adam Hood or Brent Cobb, whatnot. So it's really cool. It's a really cool vibe, guys. If you haven't if you haven't listened to it, please go listen to it. I'm telling you, you're gonna love it. And knowing now that you know, after you watch the video of you guys doing it, where you just around that one mic, it's just super cool. Yeah. Um. You know. And is, there, is there a video out there? Uh, it it maybe just, just a, pi- a picture. Or the picture. Yeah. Yeah. But I, it's it's super cool. I mean, I know Boyd Causey got some video. I, I don't know if he's, like, posted it, though. Okay, but you know, if Boyd he, got it, who knows where it is. He needs, he needs to let me know if he does. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, I, I mean, it's it, we talk about the Wilson brothers, and they're, it's funny because you coming back to Nashville and all of this super cool stuff is kind of happening here. It's kind of turning into a rootsy scene. Guys like Wilson brothers are putting out records that have a million streams on Spotify, and 
Uh, mm-hmm. Adam's latest record is incredible. Incredible. Uh, Brent with Providence Canyon is getting you know accolades yeah. and upon accolades. So it's really kind of a good time for you to be here because not only yeah. is your style of music resonating, but your friends are the ones helping it resonate. Yeah, yeah, it's it's super cool. It's a hell of a time to be alive. I know that. Uh, <laughs> it's a hell of a time to be up here too. But um, no, I mean I think there's so much. Uh, I mean, it's it's really it it it's just surrounding yourself um, with good people that believe in what they're doing and aren't trying to trash anybody else or be negative about anything else. Mm-hmm. That's so easy to do, and I know it because it was part of my life when I was younger. Right, and you that's know? One, that's one of the things that raised Rowdy prides itself upon. You know, people are always like, "Oh, you guys don't say bad anything bad about anybody." And you're like, "Right, we the only thing we complain about is Monday." Yeah, that's right. And being out of cold beer. Uh, that's it. You know? I mean, so and that's that's really cool. And I think that's yeah. the vibe that Nashville's kind of getting into. Yeah, and I, I think it's very important to um, just not be negative, period. Right. Like, it doesn't help. Like, it's just a waste of your In energy life. and time. Right. And and it and it's, it, it's taken me a long time to, like, really get that because it's easy to be around people who – just feel like they're spinning their wheels and they like to blame everything else on everybody mm-hmm. or whatever it is you know right. and so anyways yeah it's it's beautiful to have um friends that are doing great things in my opinion you know like really putting out great records and i i i i strive to do that too i i um you know part of the curse of an artist i feel like is you put out material you love the material, but you've been sitting on that material for so long, you can't, and then when it gets out, you know, you've already been... It's past what you want to hear. Yeah, and probably past, like, your growth of an artist, right. you know, and you're ready to do your next record. <laughs> so I'm sitting here counting uh, every 5 and $10 bill I have sitting around to see if I can, for the right. next studio date, you know. Um, but it, I, I think that's part of it, of, of, of also believing in everything that you... Um, that you are doing um that you will put out or everything that you have done and that you have put out because it was part of you at some point in your life whether that's something you still believe in or still play out or um whatever it may be you know and speaking of being growth as an artist you know this this record is not your first record um yeah one of my (laughs) i mean I've still got a copy of Fade, which is was your first EP. It's not available anywhere in the world unless you have a copy. Um, that's right. That's right. That is exactly <laughs> like, right. <laughs> if you don't have a copy, you're SOL because we don't, we just don't have one. Uh, but it it's funny because you know that record was a lot of I don't want to say covers, but cuts of other writers. Yeah. Um, stuff that you know. Uh, did you did you have anything? You had one song, one or two, maybe. I, I wrote the title track fade right and that's why we titled track that's why uh, it was the title track it wasn't like it was a great name for a title track awful name for a title it's a track. terrible especially for but, your first record right ah, this is just gonna fade away right and and lord knows it did it did but uh it, but it, it was, was really good though i mean you had a couple of stapleton cuts on there yeah there's two songs that stapleton that stapleton wrote um there was a song that bo roberts wrote mm-hmm. a song that mark Sherrill wrote yeah um a song that chad wilson and chris rowe wrote <laughs> um, wow, that's actually on the Wilsons. Uh, I, I was gonna say that everybody knows. Everybody knows. Mm-hmm. I, I heard it on the way in. Actually, yeah, we we cut our version a little bit more Beatles Stonesy 
than uh than the way they the way that Chris produced his. Right. But um theirs which theirs is cool as well. Um but yeah, no, you you the only way you can get that is if you have it and your friend burns it for you. You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna have to burn this. <laughs> it's you know? like the old uh Corey yeah. Smith days where he's like, Here, please burn my CDs and give them to your friends. Right. <laughs> and right. It, it worked out. Brentley Gilbert did that forever. Turned yeah. out well okay for him. So Right, right. I think uh, you know, unless you have a, a tech savvy friend that you know, I guess that's most people these days, upload it create a Dropbox, share it with people. That's pretty much it. But so, um, so that's the difference, you know, growing as an artist, you, you went from, you went from, you know, having one song of your own on a, an EP to putting out this record. That's much more of what you sound like. And the, the kind of thing that you, you want people to hear as Davis Nicks. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely growth. It's definitely, I think a lot of it is because, I mean, if you look at the basic growth of it, of only wrote one song in his last that, that first EP I put out fade uh, out of the seven and then out of the thirteen we cut of this one I wrote twelve out of thirteen. Um, should which, have put fade on it. Should put fade <laughs> on it, right? Um, so you know, and it might be that the next record I just write all of them by myself. So far, that's all the, looking right so now. So far, all the songs I've written in the past three or four months, I'm like gung ho as about it you know what i mean like all about um but you know we'll see um it could just be a a growing period until i get back in the studio right you know um but you've had a chance to 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 grow as an artist one one of the reasons is because you've been on the road with guys who who are great artists in their own right and i'm sure that that you kind of you know take that in oh i mean from wayne mills um, and Adam Hood, um, I mean, <laughs> too many more, but ultimately, um, if we stick with Wayne Mills, Josh Newcomb, and Kyle Wilson, that was a heavy load mm. of my time being on the road. That's where I met you. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Wayne's last birthday. Yeah, 2013. You were playing keyboard, which goes to show. I was playing keys? You were playing keys at, at Sammy T's, and I did not oh, mean that wow. to rhyme. Holy, yeah. yeah! Can I cuss on here? <laughs> we have the explicit next to our name, so I think yeah. you can. Holy, holy shit! shit. Yeah. yeah, I was. That was um, um, that was wow, a crazy night, man. Hmm. Good times. It seems like every time I'm on a Raised Roddy podcast, Wayne Mills pops up. It never. Fits. Oh, really? It that's awesome. It's but it's always people who know who he is or mm-hmm. whatever. It's so cool. So it, yeah, that's that's the reason I'm here. Is oh. Because he he drove me to love your your style of music and Adam and those type of guys. Yeah, he uh, he he taught me a lot about the road of, um, you know, uh, just being who you are and doing what you do, but also um, demanding the stage, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I remember. Uh, I guess it was the night before I was out there at JD's and it was like Joey Alcorn, Wayne Mills, Shooter Jennings. And after everybody left, there was probably 10, 12 of us left over. And Wayne was like, get get my guitar and come up here and play some songs. I'm like, man, I'm good. I'm, I was here just to do tech work. <laughs> you know what I mean? And hang out. And he goes, I don't give a shit. Go grab that guitar. Everybody needs to hear you play. 
but that was Wayne. It was like right. he believed he didn't he didn't care that wasn't part of the itinerary or the the show, you know, or whatever. Um, he was just all about like go do it, go sing. This is going to be cool, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of the songwriting uh, growth as my, as a songwriter and an artist um, is just seeing what everybody how they attacked it, how they do attack it. Um, and how everybody's kind of got their own little thing they do, whether it's a certain moving from this chord movement to a certain emotional pull Mm -hmm. about their songs, uh, happy or sad, or the way they like stand on stage and strum their guitar. Um, everybody's kind of grown into who they are. And, uh, I, uh, I feel like I have a mixture of everybody I've, you know, run the road with mm-hmm. <laughs> over time, and, and I and I it's 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 sometimes it's frustrating, but most of the time it's not. It's it's kind of, you know, well yeah, this makes sense. You know, this is who taught me everything I basically know. Right. You know, so. So Davis, I saw a you know post a few months ago about you doing a show with uh, Mr. Adam Hood down at the floor of Bama. What can you tell us about that show and about your relationship with Adam? That was a, a really cool show, actually. Um, one, Floribama is like a second home to me. And then two, Adam's like a brother to me. Um, I played acoustic and actually had the guy that plays acoustic with me, Mr. Jimmy Teardrop. Huh. And um, uh, there was a bunch of people. There was an early show. Um, we did, I think... 75 minutes and then Adam was going to get up there and do um, about 75, 90 minutes. And then he had to run, he had to get in the car. Like he might've had a 20 minute buffer in between that (laughs) show, signing autographs, whatever, hop in his car and then go to Tampa to play some songwriter festival. I can't remember what it was called, but um, right when we got done, Teardrop and I playing our acoustic set for him, um, you know, it was probably like a five minute turnover for him to get up there and he goes, Hey man, you just want to stay up here? Because I, I've yeah. been on the road with Adam. I know all the songs. Right. And I'm a big fan of his too, but, um, whether playing drums or bass or rhythm guitar for him on the road, I've, I've done it, uh, as well as being a tour manager. And, um, so, I mean, it was just, it was, it, it's kind of like with, you know, what Wayne Mills would do. Hey, come on up here. Let's have fun. You know what I mean? Um, and it's also the floor of Bama. Like, it's, it's fun. It's supposed to be it's fun. It's supposed to be fun. This isn't Bluebird trying to find an extra chair and mic and all this stuff. It's like everything's set up for a ball, you know, for it to go down and have a good time. So we teardrop and I stayed up there. And I tried to leave after like two or three songs. And he was like, no. Like, Why don't you stay up here, man? This is fun. You know, and I'm like, all right, cool. So we just, it was so much fun. Adam, um, and one thing I, I asked Teardrop, because that was the first time Teardrop played with, with Adam. And, uh, you know, um, Teardrop had been wanting to play with Adam for a while um, just because he loved his music and whatnot. And mm-hmm. after we got on the show and Adam got on the road, I was like, how'd you think of, what do you think about that teardrop? He was like, dude, uh, the energy of Adam walking on stage and sitting down and playing 
is like no other I've ever felt being on stage with another artist before. He demands it in a very professional manner of he just knows how to take take control of the room. Absolutely, he does. It's awesome. There's no question. That that that's season like that takes time to learn how to do that in a very positive, professional, non-negative manner. You know, you kind of have to learn how to do that in Texas, though, because <laughs> yeah, otherwise they're drinking beer and they don't care who you are. So if you don't <laughs> learn how to take control of the stage and the crowd, then you're probably yeah. just going to get thrown out eventually. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Seriously, I, guess. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. it's like, you know, my favorite yeah. Willie Nelson story is Bill Anderson asking one time, he said, you know, Willie, I can't get can't get crowds in Texas like you do, man. I just can't get them. And, and Willie said, hell, Bill, they drink beer louder than you sing. <laughs> and you can't, so that it's crazy yeah, because, yeah. but that's, you know, Adam cut his teeth out in Texas and that's where he made his living. And so yeah. you, know, you kind of have to learn that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's super cool though, because I really do think it, it, um, it comes with, with being a great songwriter too. Yeah. You know, you can be a great artist. Um, but I think if you don't, have the songs you really can't demand um for people to listen with just you and your acoustic yeah. it's it's hard to make an impact like that you know absolutely um unless you i mean what would ultimately be a legacy act these days you know? <laughs> it's, it's it's crazy to think about you know the fact that you know he's been on the road for so long and just you yeah. know made made such a a name for himself out in the midwest and you know we Mm-hmm. In Alabama, he's just now becoming, you know, known really, and at you know, forty-two years old or whatever he is. I mean, he's pushing, yeah. he's pushing mid forties, and and people yeah. just now figuring out. Oh, Adam Hood, he's from Alabama. Who knew? And then, oh yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's really cool to to see that. And yeah, I think Alabama. Anybody from Alabama is listening. Y'all need to wake up. You know, I, I mean, <laughs> think about, and that's what I, I've said that for so long. Is you know, we just we just don't Alabamians just don't gravitate to mm-hmm. locals unless they're on American Idol apparently. Uh they win those a lot. But other than that, like you just don't see them, you is know, that, really supporting their own artists. Was that me and you talking about that at Range two thirty one Thanksgiving have. talking about or who was it? It was somebody I, I felt like it was you that there's a really cool thing and uh, cool thing happening uh in Montgomery, Alabama, mm-hmm. where I'm from, um, of a bunch of country artists uh coming together. And, like, we just do a bunch of shows together now. I mean, from Boy Calsey and Dalton Bush and the Wilson Brothers. Um, it's, it's, you know, and there's a couple of others, Ella Langley. But we all do these shows together because we're all in the same market, ultimately, still to a certain degree. You know, right. some of us might have been doing it a little bit longer than others. But, like, it's just this big support of uh, all of us supporting each other and we all do it together and ultimately the crowds are coming out because we're oh, it's a big it's a big party every time you it's know? that's kind of how you know the Raleigh Green Muscadine Bloodline thing happened that's right you know they all just started playing shows together and you know yeah. uh, Bradley Jordan another Wayne Mills connection yeah uh, you know he, he's, he started putting these acts together next thing you know mm-hmm. they've got five or six artists that people love to see yeah. and then the, the crowds start coming so you guys are kind of doing that in the Montgomery area 
Yeah, and it's crazy to see it in Montgomery because oh, dude, growing two, up, Range Two Thirty One is the coolest bar on earth, hands down. <laughs> yeah, no other place but, in America can you go outside, listen to country music while hitting golf balls on a driving range and drinking liquor. Yeah, I call it the redneck top golf <laughs> because it's it's very affordable. It's the eco redneck top golf of. It's very affordable to drink there, very affordable <laughs> to hit golf balls, and very affordable to listen to country music uh, all in one, you know, encapsulated. It's very affordable. So, And if it gets too cold, you can go inside the double-wide trailer, also known as the bar. Right, 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 <laughs> where you used to get uh, pay for your, your golf balls and your, your bag of balls and your clubs. Yes, is where you can also uh, grab a cold Miller Lite. Cheers, cheers. Still the coolest bar. Hell, hell, rock and roll. So, <laughs> yeah, kind of tell us a little bit about what um, what you got going forward uh, and some of the, the other things that you've got going on. Uh, we got, like, some Texas dates um, for 2019. Um, They're going to be really cool doing those uh, full band and um, got some cool stuff in Georgia. So who's playing the band um, with you? I mean, is Teardrop going with you? Yeah, yeah, ter- always. That guy, man. Always. If If, okay... There, I don't even know if there are mm-hmm. any pictures of Jimmy Teardrop out there in his stage. Yeah, uh, but this guy probably on our personal phones. I mean, have he to. <laughs> honest, he honest to God looks like a nineteen fifty seven Porter Wagner because he's so slender. Oh, cool, yeah. yeah. And he's got that you know that cool suit on the the white boots or you know he's just uh, he's super cool. Yeah, he's he's um, definitely um, country rock and roll if you will like he's got he's the cnw star you know um but he he's also just a very tasty uh and amazing amazing um guitar player um and he's one of my favorite traveling buddies like great conversations Uh, you know we'll find ourselves um hey let me show you this new record i'm listening to cool like halfway through the first song like pause it and start talking about what he, the artist was just talking about. Right. Soon enough, three hours later, we're at our at our destination <laughs> and having finished the first song of that album because we'll just start talking. It's beautiful. I love that stuff, you know. Uh, but yeah, teardrop, teardrop will be out there. Um, and then a guy named Owen Finley playing bass, um, and uh, a guy named Kyle Hussey on drums. So nobody from nobody living in Nashville, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not to say that I don't want that. Um, it's just kind of uh, who's been playing with me, right? Man, who knows the show? Um, one day I'm sure we'll get to where, um, you know, because I know some great players in Nashville. Oh yeah, you know that I would love to work with, but yeah, that's all in its own time, you know. Um, yeah, we're doing Texas, we're doing Midwest, we're doing, we've got some cool shows lined up with some cool artists. So, Well, Davis, thanks so much for being with us today and uh, letting us pick your brain a little bit and get a little bit of your musical background. Um, wanted to thank you, Chris, also for being here. And uh, just wanted to thank you guys for listening and subscribing if you can. Make sure you share it with your friends and share Davis's music. Davis, let them know where they can follow you on social media. Twitter and Instagram is at Davis Nicks and Facebook is at Davis Nicks Music. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for listening. This is Nikki T, and we'll see you in the front row. Stuff works, solve problems in this old world. South of Atlanta, bound for Alabama. 22 days too long. It's an old friend's brand.
Jack is back and everybody knows I'm a traveling old boy down in the glory Shine on rainy days But I'll keep on making my living this way